You're listening to Tracks FM's podcast. If you've enjoyed our content, more podcasts are available on the RTM Click app and website. Let us know what you think. Please email us at tracksfm.rtm at gmail.com. Like and follow us on social media at Tracks FM Official. All right, ladies and gentlemen, what an insightful tabling of the budget it was. Courtesy of our Prime Minister, come Finance Minister, Yambrabagi Sri Anwar Ibrahim. I'm Anil on the mic, and the dialogue on Budget 2024 continues. This is Tracks FM. Playing your favorite music 24-7. Experience the excitement right here. Right here. Right, right, right. right here on Tracks FM. And we're back on air again, and it's important for us to actually note that the decisions made today um, at the Day One Ragyat will resonate through the corridors of our beloved nation, Malaysia. It influences our lives, and it can also shape our future over the next 365 days until the next budget is tabled. So as we together absorb the details presented in the Day One Ragyat, let's hear the thoughts and get some very candid reactions from our guests in the studios Professor Dr. Baharoman Yensen, welcome back to the discussion. Yes. Yeah, All right. Great. Uh, so let's start off with you, Prof. Uh, your immediate reaction to Budget 2024. Overall, mm. overall, I would say it's a good budget. A budget that is, uh, that is giving emphasis, uh, especially for innovation, R&D, as well as targeting the vulnerable and fragile group. Uh, there are incentives, subsidies for farmers, fishermen, rubber tapers, as well as for the climate. We have EVs, we have others. And of course, the main concern, which is the cost of living. So it seems that the cash incentives would be continued. In fact, it has been improvised. And um, public transportation, as well as the regional imbalances, there are uh, increased allocation for Sabah and Sarawak, to be uh, on par with a peninsula. Mm. All in all, of course, there is some downside to it from a personal view, especially if you're looking at the service tax. Though there was an exemption for FNB and telecommunication, but I still believe that you know there would be some impact. And uh, again, like I said, there is uh, something that is bo- uh, bothering me about this uh, hardcore poverty mm. uh, electricity rebate when uh, budget 2023 is supposed to zero-rise them. So there needs some elaboration. But uh, overall, I would say it's a, it's a good budget, taking into account the government's uh, current uh, situation and so on. Yeah, it's a good budget. Jensen? Mm, thank you very much, Anil. Um, my immediate response is that uh, I think this is a responsible budget, uh, although, again, it's, it's the largest uh, budget. Um, I, I think this is the best the current government can do, given the current um, phenomena of global economy, regional economy. Uh, many countries, including ours, um, are still recovering from uh, the pandemic. Um, reserve uh, from the industry and the private sector remain low. Uh, many people have spent um, what they have saved up over the last 20 years within the three years. So um, everybody is still trying to play catch-up game. So I think, um, yes, well, this is definitely not an election budget where you see everybody getting everything. Mm. But I think um, why I say this is a responsible budget because I think this is the best the government could do. Mm. Um, 
as I said earlier, reform is always very difficult, mm. uh, but I can see um, efforts uh, being put into this budget to uh, move us towards the direction of um, policy adjustments and improvement. For example, um, incentive, or I, I hate to use the word subsidy, yeah. uh, incentive or um, uh, what do you call it, encouraging policies uh, being uh, and budget being allocated to um, sectors like um, renewable energy, the solar, the hydrogen, the EVs, um, or, and even the public transport. I think all these are um, moves uh, that will eventually transform the uh, country and the economy. But uh, all these are just uh, little steps. And I think all in all, what we need to do as um, people is that, number one, we continue to need to fend for ourselves. Number mm. two, it is um, it has to be a national agenda that we enlarge the economic pie um, mm. so that uh, everybody can uh, gain more from the economy instead of um, waiting for government to, to provide handouts. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm just going to give away for another very quick break. But before that, I want uh, the both of you to share your thoughts. Coming in with your personal expertise, the both of you are experts in your very respective fields, Professor Yu in economics, Yen Sen, you're a researcher. Now, which aspects in the budget that actually stood out the most to you? Prof, start with you. For me, the one that stood out uh, the most, two. Mm. Sorry, I know you asked one, but I'll say two. Take it away. Uh, The first is uh, the highest increment allocation uh, is for health. Uh, to show the emphasis, the, the, the stress on how health is a very important component if you are targeting a sustainable growth, health is wealth. Hmm. The second one that, that really stood out for me is the comprehensive uh, emphasis that is given to uh, farmers and fishermen. Uh, this is, uh, when you say subsidies, incentives, at the same time also providing them with the crop takaful, yeah. protection, as well as R&D and innovation where, you know, the, uh, the government would like them to push to harvest five times within two years. Mm. So it will also uh, help the nation in tackling the food security problem as well as the rubber tapers. So I would say that that and the health really stood out because this, this is the first time, if I'm not mistaken, uh, there's a comprehensive attention given to this vulnerable and fragile group. The smallholders, especially. Smallholders. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I really think that, uh, for me, that is something. Because normally you'll see bits and pieces here and there, either subsidies or incentives or protection. But mm. this time, it is uh, for the whole uh, ecosystem. Jensen, I'm interested to hear your unique perspective. I think um, two perspectives. Mm. One is to allow... Um, Sabah and Sarawak to have a better control of their development. I think that is fair. To autonomy. Sabah and Sarawak, yeah, give them more autonomy, mm. uh, not only in words, uh, you know, the MA63 and all that, but in, in something tangible, in tangible form whereby they can control um, the development projects and development uh, progress of the two respective states. Mm. Um, I think that's a very good move. Um, and I think uh, politically, it's also very important for the current federal government to allow the autonomy mm. um, to the two sta- uh, for the two states. And number, the second one that I'd like to highlight is I'm actually very happy to see um, the budget uh, allocated for the health ministry. I, I think um, the health ministry uh, this time around with, um, of, of course, with just initial um, announcement uh, without the details is that I, I can actually see that a lot of the um, 
problems that we have been seeing throughout COVID are actually now being highlighted and being addressed. Uh, those, like for example, over congestion of wards, mm. over congestion uh, of certain clinic kesihatan. Yeah. Like those things in the past, you may not actually see it in national budget because they are they are just being covered by the bigger picture, the bigger things. Like uh, like we need to build a new ward for this. We need to um we need to uh, give more money to R and D or we need to pay our medical officers better. But uh, yes, those are also important. But I think this time around. Uh, the detail that is being spelled out for the health ministry, I think that's very good mm. because um, perhaps uh, before this, everybody would know that education and healthcare is very important. But I think the importance, the the, the real importance of healthcare uh, policy in a country really being manifested the best and the most um, throughout history were the last three years uh, mm. when we had the pandemic. Okay, yeah. I just, just to add up to sure. that, you know, I would like to also say for the public works department, mm. you know, this time the potholes are also being highlighted, yeah. the yeah. public <laughs> toilet is being highlighted. <laughs> so I think it's quite refreshing, you know, for them to go into these details, the micro details. Okay. Yeah. So let's see, we see a reduction in potholes over the next one year. Yeah, I, so we want to see them walk the talk. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, when I come back, I want to talk to the both of you on which aspects do you think in the budget that actually matters the most to the people. But we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we shall resume with the discussion. Hold your thoughts right there, okay? okay. Welcome back. We are now continuing with the dialogue on the verge of Budget 2024. Welcome back, Anyang Sen, and also Professor Dr. Baharom back to the dialogue. Now, we have only eight minutes, so I'm going to quickly brisk through the next few set of questions that I have. So I'm going to start off with you. Uh, professor, now, what do you, who do you think will benefit the most from this budget, and how? Uh, first of all, personally, mm. you know, I, I look at the twenty million that is being allocated to INSEAF uh, as well as to MIFC mm. for some uh, innovation. I, I think it's quite timely to to rejuvenate the Islamic finance industry, and I believe uh, the the Prime Minister is looking at how Islamic finance could actually accelerate growth and could accommodate growth. Um, the second thing, like I said, I'm, I'm really, really uh, very much interested in uh, the increment in health so that we could tackle many problems like mm. the congested, you know, the non, not enough of hospitals and so on. And like what Insane uh, pointed out earlier, uh, this time it's quite refreshing to see them to go to the micro level. That means what is the real problem rather than just looking at an helicopter view. Mm. Um, and uh, the... Autonomy, autonomy for Sabah and Sarawak, one might look at as though the Prime Minister is giving in, but it's not that, you know. It's actually, he just wants to show that we are having a political stability, which is quite important for foreign investors to, uh, to come in. And we hope that after this budget 2024, and it is not, there is not, no election nearby, so nobody can say that this is an election budget or mm. sugar-coated budget. So this is a budget of a government that which is trying to do reform, mm. which is trying to move forward, but totally understanding their constraint. So taking all that into account, I think this is a budget that takes into account of the people's well-being mm. and uh, it is uh, preparing a platform for a long-term sustainability and long-term uh, quality of life uh, elevatement uh, throughout the right yet. Okay. Now, my next question, I'm going to give each of you 30 seconds to answer this question. Prof, I'll come to you in a bit. I'll go to Jensen. Uh, now, Jensen, considering the proposal that was laid out during the tabling of the budget, what key areas do you think that will have the most significant impact on the growth of our nation? 30 seconds from now. I think... Um 
not stopping uh, students to continue with the following semester if they cannot afford the tuition fee. I think that is a very good move, although it looks like very something very small. But I believe to young people, assuming that you come from a very underprivileged family, to pay 1,500 ringgit is uh, something very big. And I think this the move that the government have decided to not penalize um, students for not being able to pay tuition fee at that point in time and to allow them to continue their education, I think this is something very commendable. Professor? I think the increment in the cash incentive that would really help those uh, vulnerable and fragile group in uh, facing the uncertainties or, or I would say the increased inflation, high cost of living. So that would be a slight cushion to mitigate their, their difficulties. Very quickly, final thoughts before I let you go. Prof, on you. I will say this is a responsible budget. So that's a, that's a key word for me. I will say this is a very responsible budget. Jensen? Um Reform is always difficult, mm-hmm. but I can see um, baby steps being taken. Okay, responsible baby steps taken. So we're off to a great start then. Hopefully. Great. Thank you very much, Professor Dr. Baharom and also Ng Yen Sen. And there you have it, everybody, our deep dive into the intricacies of Budget 2024. As we wrap up this dialogue session, uh, let the resonance of our discussion today linger in your thoughts. And remember, the impact of... These decisions will ripple through our lives. And I encourage each and every one of you to stay engaged, stay informed, and let your voices be heard. Until next time, this is Anil on the mic on behalf of the entire Trax FM team working tirelessly for this budget, signing off with gratitude for your company on this special show. Take care and always stay tuned to Trax FM. You're listening to Trax FM's podcast. If you've enjoyed our content, more podcasts are available on the RTM Click app and website. Let us know what you think. Please email us at traxfm.rtm at gmail.com. Like and follow us on social media at Trax FM Official. Trax FM.